0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Happy Valley, who strives to give everyone the premium cannabis experience by providing consistent quality products and exceptional customer service. It was founded by longtime cannabis consumers who are frustrated with the industry's erratic experiences and lack of accountability. Guys, they really do have some of the best in Massachusetts, I was honestly giving up on dispensary flour because the quality I was getting was just not there. But with Happy Valley, they do it different. They cure their cannabis flour for two weeks or more to provide an enhanced terpene profile, ideal moisture ratio, and increased psychotropic potency. Their pre-rolls are filled with pure ground flour, never trim. And if you're a cannabis connoisseur, you know how big of a difference that makes. (laughs) Didn't get that promotion you wanted? happy valley your crush left you on red try happy valley not only in the stressful times but in the good times when you have the chance to enhance any moment why not pick up your own stash to enjoy visit happy valley in east boston today to get 20 percent off a single accessory with the promo code dope all right guys today i am here with joyce She is the host of the Canna Mom Show, and I'm so excited to have her on because today we are going to be discussing how to talk to your parents or other people in your life about cannabis who might be against it, they don't understand it, and you just want to tell them what's up. (laughs) So before we get into that, tell us, Joyce, how did you get into cannabis, and why are you so passionate about it? Oh, you're on mute. (laughs) Uh, you're on mute
1: (laughs) oh I forgot I was on (laughs) conversation with myself okay so thank you Leah for like inviting (laughs) me on this is awesome my kids are little your age so when I started my own podcast it was really how do you talk to your kids and you're talking about how to talk to your parents so I think this is a good parallel Um, yes so I am the creator and host of the (laughs) award-winning Massachusetts-based podcast The Canna Mom Show, where we are talking to women in the emerging cannabis industry and highlighting their stories as business owners, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, and moms, because that's what I am. And we're on a mission to crush that stigma around cannabis and caregiving.
0: Amazing. So, how did you get into cannabis? Oh.
1: Um, so when I tell my own story, I don't, I, we're audio only, but um, I am like a middle-aged white lady. I am a lawyer by training. I play tennis. I wear pearls. And I really believed all that stuff, that it was dangerous for you. I grew up during, you know, to say no. Um, I, you know, I had some relationship with it, but I really didn't know what it was. I am also, you know, that generation where we did everything. Cheryl Sandberg, you know, she told us to lean in and we leaned in and I, I had a... I you know I had babies and I went to law school. I actually had the baby while I was in law school. It, wow. it was just a lot of stuff. <laughs> those children don't raise themselves and over the course of my career I was in and out of the world of monetized work a little bit too often for traditional work, I guess. And mm-hmm. then um anyway, so 2016, my kids are teenagers. My husband and I go out to Denver, Colorado. Um and I call it my cannabis awakening. Uh we did a private tour of the industry just I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm um, picked up by this woman named Goldie. She took us to see a dispensary and she took us to a grow facility, which mm-hmm. was really what changed my mind because I met the MBA who was running the facility, who knew everything about that plant and everything about the business. And I realized it wasn't just a bunch of good, you know guys eating Cheetos on their sofa, <laughs> this was real. And, mm-hmm. um, and then she started telling us about the history. So this is 2016. I was not planning on working on cannabis, but the joke is that I came back to Massachusetts. My kids are teenagers. I sat them down and I said, kids, everything I know about cannabis is wrong. <laughs> they were psyched. <laughs> yes, mom knows. <laughs> and um, Yeah, and then Massachusetts, we were the first state, that was 2016. We were the first state to, to vote the great people of the Commonwealth. We voted for adult use. And then at the end of that year, a contract position I was working on ended. And then in 2017, I became unhireable or I don't know what was wrong, but I, there's a lot of women just like me. We did a lot of stuff. We got our degrees, but we did dare to have children. And we took time off because they don't raise themselves children. I don't know how people know yeah. that. And we don't have a lot of safety structures in this country. Anyway, so you know I was out there meeting lots of women like me who had, like you know achieved a certain level of academic success but then had stepped back professionally and we're trying to come back in and there's you know a little bit not so much a place for us and the truth is I was actually getting depressed and mm-hmm. my children were teenagers they're about to launch and I didn't have a job and so I went into what I call it career therapy yeah <laughs> uh, so I went in and you know you do testing basically they test you to see what you're good at and not good at and i was a family law attorney i was a divorce attorney mm. and i was terrible at it honestly and i hated it and when she came back with the testing she's like yeah you really couldn't design a job that was worse for you I'm like, hey, I so anyways i but i could see that the law firms in boston you know massachusetts just setting up cannabis law divisions mm-hmm. and it was and you never get to be part of something new. And I'm like, okay, my old brain can do this and compete with the young people because they don't know what they're doing either. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so that was the intent, but the thing is I kind of, I'm a woman and I didn't just jump right in. I wanted to learn something about this. So I really took you know, nine months to learn about cannabis. I heard the word endocannabinoid. (laughs) I heard about Harry Anslinger. I heard about how we actually live in the anomaly in history that this plant has been around for 10,000 years. I started learning all these things and I was like, my mind was blown. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I was still trying to figure out where I fit in. And in 2018, I met um, a person who was starting a media company, a cannabis podcast media company mm. who had a podcast and he hired me to be his executive producer.
0: Oh, so
1: that's I how that. I, yeah. So that's how I learned the industry because I was bringing people on every week and that's how I could see that it touched everything from cannabis I mean, cannabis touched everything from cosmetics to criminal justice. It was just this vast thing that I didn't know about. And it was exciting, you know, especially for someone, you know, it was giving me like a new like lift on life. So a year later, I actually started the Canada Mom Show podcast at that studio. And I left the studio in 2019. I started on my own and I was doing my podcast with a friend of mine named Amy. (laughs) And again, this is a podcast. I, I incorporated it. I know the things I was supposed to do as a business and I couldn't get a checking account like, mm-hmm. I, like how much of a bank how much of a business with a checking account and i'm kind of going through and going through and then march of 2020 this is true i've been doing the podcast march of 2020 i finally get a bank in massachusetts gardner financial union shout out to <laughs> tina sprago hey. and um she actually called me i think i've been stalking her i don't know i i just said i'll open a checking account for you like you know a low monthly fee checking account it was very exciting I went out there to gardener, set it up, and that was the week the whole world shut down. So um, it was, so I used to go into a studio in Westwood. I'm produced by a company called Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network out in Westwood, and I would actually go into the studio every week, and he did my production, And um, but that week everything shut down, and my kids came home, and I told you that sort of funny story about my kids coming home, and just, we had no liquor, but we had a lot of weed, and <laughs> And then that week, the next week, I didn't know what to do because I had a guest booked and I didn't know, I couldn't go into the studio. Mm. My son is actually a professional musician. Oh. He had flown home that weekend because he couldn't stay in Spain where he had been. And um, he happened to have the microphone and the earphone. He had all this stuff. So that week we said, this is my daughter's bedroom. You can see it. Um, we set up the <laughs> podcast studio in here. It's all kind of over in the corner with my mic and the head thing. And we did season one here and nobody canceled it. We did 50 shows season one. During that weird pandemic year, and wow, just, of all the stuff that was going on in my life, I had six adults in this house. You know, my husband never left; nobody ever left. It was like insane. Sitting in this room talking about cannabis all day it was the most normal <laughs> part of my day. It was like a sitcom. I keep saying my life felt like a sitcom. Wow, that's <laughs> and, crazy. So that was season one, and it just kind of happened, and it was like a mess, and I didn't make any money, but I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen with it. It was just like a thing I was doing, and it was creating a community. Um, and then over the summer, I took a break. My friend Amy, who had been co hosting, didn't want to do the show with me anymore. It was too much going on in her life. She had a young son. We're in the middle of mm-hmm. pandemic, you know, whatever. She did all my social media. So I ended up hiring some social media interns from uh, Northeastern. And I started having people reach out to me, like women wanted to share their stories. I'm a little niche podcast in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And people were reaching out to me because they needed to share these stories. So mm-hmm. season two was much more formal. I had a marketing team. Like I, I don't, you know, you're a podcaster too, but I was like recording whenever anyone wanted. I'm like, yeah, Tuesday morning at six. That's great. You know, nine o'clock on Friday. Awesome. Whatever. Season two, I was like, I recorded 1230 on Wednesday. You make it or you can't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You got to set those times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had a marketing team and, you know, and I set up and I was actually partly sponsored. Uh, we won an award from the Women oh. in Canada's Expo in 20. Uh, 20- uh 21 uh best cannabis podcast and, that's awesome and wow. i want again and i want a knee can this year so um we've gotten some recognition and you know we interview women from across the world or, you know all over the country and these stories are really powerful and they're the things that are changing people's hearts and minds and I'll just finish in a second but like the women I'm interviewing are healing themselves which I find so miraculous which you know we can go back to your question about parents because these are women who are healing themselves and healing their children. So mm-hmm. this is a conversation we all should be having.
0: I definitely agree. This, I mean, these podcasts are a great way to share all that education because you're hearing people's stories, and that is so powerful. Like you're not just reading some blog of like, oh, what this this could potentially do this, but it's like people's actual experiences. That's why I try to interview people who have all these different conditions. I'm like, look, it can help with this, it can help with this. And it it just goes on. There's so many avenues. <laughs> with but the, earth, the
1: earth the again it's it's healing the earth it's healing human beings this is a plant that was taken out of our systems intentionally and with mm-hmm. malice really i would argue a yep. hundred years ago for a pretty bad reasons. and there's no reason why it can't come back
0: mm-hmm.
1: i understand we have a lot of questions about that in america but again this crosses party lines it crosses you know you know the christian conservatives who are trying to take over they do call it the devil's lettuce but i have met christian conservatives who've gotten sick and have used cannabis to heal themselves. So Mm -hmm. this crosses a lot of things that we could, this could bring us together. And if you're healed, you can hear each other and see each other. That's the beauty of this. You know, it's not alcohol. This is not alcohol. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, this is, that's a big uh, conversation. A lot of people have, they compare it to alcohol. like, you can't even compare it. Alcohol does nothing good for you. (laughs) Nothing. I mean, cannabis, it definitely matters how you're ingesting it and like how often you're using it, what you're using it for. I mean, you can abuse anything, but you know, the power this plant has, the more I read up on it. And then, you know, people will ask you, Oh, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I, you know, interview people about cannabis and they're like, Oh, like, do you do it a lot? And I'm like, you know, I consume it as I please. And they're like comparing it to their like one glass of wine a night. I'm like, you know, <laughs> well,
1: that's so, you're not, so I always assume people, so my kids, my daughter's turning 21 on Saturday, hey. and my 23. So, um, I just always assumed like you guys were more open. Everybody was open about it, but there's still, um, is there still stigma sort of your generation? Are you talking about people just
0: like older people? Honestly, there's still, there's still people in my generation who don't understand it that well. And it's also from their parents. Like when I was younger, like my parents weren't educated on it. So they, they thought weed was as bad as like really, really bad drugs. And they, and you're told, <laughs> yeah you're you're told that like oh it, it makes you lazy and only losers do it like all this stuff so i was convinced that this plant was for losers <laughs> like, right. and i would judge people so hard i'm like why do you smoke weed that's so bad <laughs> but then now look at you yeah now look at me <laughs> i always make this joke but all it took was some education on my part i you know, it's funny because even though my mom was the person who didn't, you know, think cannabis was any good for me, my cousin actually worked worked in biotech and his company was doing research in cannabis and he was educating my mom about Mm. all these stuff they were discovering. And she knew that I was interested in plants, but she told me to actually get research into it. And I was like, okay, my mom, (laughs)
1: Like, all right so it, open I, again so i, I will say that almost universally the stories i share in my podcast are about women who have healed themselves or healed someone they love using this plant often coming at the end of a long tragic situation of like a lot of other medications that weren't working and they were desperate and they tried cannabis as a last resort that's pretty mm-hmm. much the story to tell yeah. and then, then once they are healed or they've healed someone they love i say they become evangelized and they're in this industry hardcore and it's a very very hard industry to be in yeah, the illegality on the federal level, like my little story about banking. I'm a podcast in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I talk about cannabis. I don't sell it. I don't touch it. I don't even sell any products. And I could not get a bank account Yeah, six, seven months. I can't remember how long it took. It was ridiculous. So, you know, and, and this is an industry that could really transform our country, I believe. You know, yes. obviously, I talk about going from coal and carbon
0: mm-hmm. to cannabis
1: a lot of the middle of the country, you know, we're in the middle of a horrible heat wave right now. We could be healing our earth using hemp. Yes. You know, oh there's a God. And, you know, hemp is actually a bigger discussion for me than cannabis at this point. I'm meeting more women at the federal level who are working at this legislatively.
0: Mm.
1: So, anyway, so I really don't know. I don't have any power at that level, but I'm just meeting these women and the networks they're creating and the the way they're trying to approach this new industry. It gives me hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hemp, can even make houses like that cra- it can do everything food fuel and fiber that's how I remember <laughs> yeah.
1: Hemp Crete. you know it would be great for these areas that are very you know they're fire you know they're having a lot of fires now you could create hempcrete homes that would not burn down
0: it's crazy like how did we turn to trees like it was all this one guy who was like oh I know a way to make money. Let's cut down all these trees and just, say that hemp is the devil. <laughs> like,
1: and, it's, and and again, it kind of comes back to stories. These are all stories. We all live by stories. You know, I talk, I say I talk about po- politics and religion and that, you know, I'm a practicing Jew. I talk about that all the time and that this, you know, we're ruled by stories. That's how we kind of create parameters in this unknowable world. Yeah. So these stories, these stories, people may think, you know, storytellers, how much power do they have? We have all the power. Like mm-hmm. create the narrative. We are introducing people to ideas they may not have considered they even needed to know that's really powerful
0: yeah that's why I I mean that's why I love being in this area because I get to you know educate people on these different stories I get to spread that knowledge that gives me like a feeling of power in a way like this is in my hands like I can actually help change people's minds about something that has been taboo in our society for so long and that excites me so much (laughs)
1: Yeah, and, and i you know, I'm a mom. So the idea that I'm a voice in someone's head is really exciting. So yeah. I like that. that. Do you have more questions about how you talk to your parents? I don't know if I'm like. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, yes. So, yeah, how I was going to start off. I yeah. like even though my, my parents were more open in the very beginning, um, it did take a lot of effort on my part to educate my parents. And this is I've also seen this in my friends who their parents are very like against it but they consume it and they're slowly just slipping in bits and pieces of information. And I feel like that's the best way to convince parents because they need to learn what this plant could potentially do for people. And once they start changing their view on it, they could be way more open to trying it. And I've seen this happen with my friends, parents. So that was an amazing like switch, but it took a while.
1: (laughs) So as a parent, I'm just going to give you like some secret parenting tricks that we did yes. you when you were little, <laughs> um, you always want to feel like you're making your own decisions, but we create situations where you really can't make a wrong decision. So, you know, I love the idea of talking about introducing people slowly. Mm-hmm. I talk about salves, They're like a gateway drug. You give somebody an older person or someone's got pain in their hand a salve, and mm-hmm. the pain goes away and they're like, Oh, what are these tinctures? You know, what are these right. tinctures you're talking about? Um, you know, I personally like to consume flour. I was talking to a friend of mine today. I've tried all of it. I just, that seems to be the way that works best for me. But, you know, you can tell people there's a hundred billion different ways to consume this. You put it on your skin, you consume it in your mouth, you eat it in food, you can consume it as a flour, you can consume it burning it, you can vape it, you can create concentrates, you can, you know, there's a lot of other ways to medicate yourself with cannabis than there are with pills. And you can actually get in a capsule if you really need it that way. But again, this idea that, we have a system that we, know, we don't talk about, the endocannabinoid system, and that this is just like, I don't know anything about the human body. I don't know how aspen works, <laughs> but I do know, right? I take up an aspen and my headache goes away because it works with my system. And mm-hmm. cannabis works with our other, another system, an endocannabinoid system, which is about balancing our bodies, which is really you know, the whole point of it. If we can get balanced, we can function better in the world as human beings. So, Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, I used to think, you know, as a person who didn't understand, I thought it was like it damaged your brain. Like that is literally what I thought.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's what has everyone thinks, but yeah. you know, what's crazy. I was, I actually just interviewed uh, Dr. Benjamin Kaplan, who's like, you know, known for <laughs> his work. Uh, he was actually telling me how he's worked with autistic children. And one of them hasn't talked for six to seven years and they put him on a cannabis plan for like 10 days. And on the 10th day, this kid spoke again and was able to communicate to his parents that he was afraid of the dark. Like that's crazy. Cause he couldn't sleep. Like if, why why can that work like why is it stimulating the brain like that you know that's we have there's a lot of questions there's a lot of things that need to be discovered still but there are a
1: lot and it and it does so many things so again like the pediatric i have some friends again the pediatric um cannabis medication is really a it's a really tricky situation for a lot of people uh if you're Mm -hmm. like in public school school nurses cannot administer your cbd or if you had something with it, a THC, never, but they can't administer these medications that these children are using as opposed to being medicated. You know, you're the generation that was medicated. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to medicate my son. He was having issues focusing and concentrating and we never did it. But if I had chosen to put CBD into his diet, I could have been, you know, brought up with children's services.
0: Oh my, yeah. Right,
1: you know, you know what I mean? And, and so that's kind of like the conundrum we're in right now where we can, we have healthier, we have alternatives for children who, um, at a pediatric level, that can really be cared for with these medications, these uh, plant medications. But we've chosen to allow pharmaceuticals instead, and that's a really mm-hmm. interesting fight, and it's a really complicated one. I think it's for parents to navigate because they want their children to be healthy,
0: and they listen to the doctors who don't know anything about it. Most of them yeah. don't know much about cannabis, so and they're not going to, they're not going to recommend it. Yeah, so I have to, to seek it
1: out. So that's the problem. And I am belonging again. So I call on the Canna Mom show. Um, I don't call myself the Canna Mom because these women really who are the Canna Moms are the women who are healing themselves and healing their children. Often there's the Canna Mummies who are, you know, their children who had um, seizure disorders or um, you're talking about the autism. There's been many more studies about the autism who have found that this is something that helps their child and they're willing to step forward and actually put themselves in some danger to advocate so that other children can have access to this medicine
0: as well right and like introducing with cbd something that's especially with your parents or you know some people who are afraid They're mostly they're afraid of cannabis because they're not going to know how they're going to react right if you give them something subtle that'll you know they'll feel it, but very, <laughs> not in an intense way. And they'll feel the, you know, less anxiety, potentially. Well, I, I actually
1: think, it, I, I like to tell people, it's actually the reverse of what you think. Like, it's first, it's a, you have to be very conscious of what you're doing when you're taking it. You know, you have to think about, you know, like literally write down the things that are wrong with you. Wake yeah. up in the morning, be like, I have a headache and it feels like an eight. My elbow hurts and it feels like a seven. You know, whatever it is, go through your body because I'm an old person. That's every morning we wake up, we take an assessment. <laughs> And then yeah. take your dose or put your salve on or whatever it is. And then walk away from that notebook for an hour and then come back and look at it again. And, and the thing is, it's not going to feel awesome. It's just like, you're not going to feel shitty. Yeah, I think that's the thing we forget. Like we go around in our lives having pain all day long or we're tired or we're irritated or whatever it is, but just gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. Take a plant medicine that isn't going to make you feel like superwoman necessarily, but it's going to take away that irritability or yeah. it's going to take away the anxiety or it's actually going to take away the pain and allow you to function in a way that you feel better about yourself. And, and a part of that is the mind game. And once you're feeling better, you're changing your mindset, which is really the, you know, all of it is changing your mindset.
0: Yeah. And like, cause CBD, a lot of people don't believe in it because, you know, it doesn't give like very obvious results. I feel like, well, with some people, yes, but it takes a while. It, it's a slow process and like, you know, you do sometimes notice how much it was benefiting you when you stopped stop. Using stop it. Yeah.
1: And, and I, get, I talk, you know, people who don't understand, I say, think of it like a medicine, think of it like a vitamin, like a supplement, mm-hmm. like if you were iron deficient, you would have to take iron pills every day for a while right. to get back to the point where you need to be. So you have to think the same way with CBD that, you know, if you're using it for something, it's just like a, a vitamin supplement.
0: Mm-hmm. For again,
1: sure. because we have an endocannabinoid system and we've taken all the cannabinoids out of our world, basically. So we all have a deficit at some level. Um, I have been talking to more and more people about the science of this and can we actually start studying it? Like, can we test ourselves? Like, do we have, you know, what kind of deficit do we have? Uh-huh. Everybody does produce their own
0: cannabinoids.
1: And, you know, again, that's part of the personalization. Yeah. And, you know, or are you on the spectrum?
0: Mm-hmm. And speaking of moms, I actually learn mm-hmm. how like um moms actually have cannabinoids in their breast milk yeah. and they can they give it to their children and this is what helps them you know grow and balance everything out like that's crazy like we're literally this is how we're growing our babies you know and and, and, you know,
1: so- and, there's, and there's a lot of controversy you know like there are I've spoken with moms who have um you know really taken this fight to the hospitals so there is a you'll have a baby and you have admitted to smoking cannabis they they, it's a mandatory testing of your marconium, which is the poop that comes out. (laughs) Mm. So it's it's a policy. It's a policy in the hospital that they have to test these babies and then they report you, I guess they find it, which is like really counterproductive. So I know some women who have been going, you know, they go through the process. And again, it's about this transparency. They're going through saying, I got off these other pharmaceuticals because I know those are damaging. I have decided to continue with this medicine my plant medicine and I'm telling you my doctor I'm telling you my I'm telling everybody so mm-hmm. you know and then it's your choice whether they're not going to report me but you know this is where we are and a lot of times these hospitals will renege because the policy is based on bad law and the truth is cannabis is legal in Massachusetts now so again w- women are advocating for themselves so they can make things better for other people so I've seen this you know with women who are you know who have I mean, again, something, you have to have a certain level of privilege to be able to like feel safe doing that, but mm-hmm. enough women are stepping up at a, you know, my tennis playing pearl wearing ladies, they're stepping up and they're saying, I use cannabis and I'm using it as a mother and I'm a better mother before it. And I'm healthier for it in my pregnancy. I'm not throwing up all the time and all these other things that it can help with. It would be beneficial if we could study it more, but we really haven't.
0: But yeah. This is where we are. We need that. We need people standing up, like going to their doctors, being like, I use this plant. This is how it affects me. All this stuff, because they the more people that come up and, you know, try to make these doctors curious, you know, the more they're going to look into it and be more open. It just all takes the work of people, you know, being brave enough to say that this is what they're using. Yeah. So so why do you think your demographic like moms w- could benefit the most from cannabis?
1: <laughs> so I was not a cannabis consumer when my kids were little. Um, I was very anxious and nervous and got everything done. You know, when they never, you know, all the stuff needed to get done that got to get done, but I didn't have a lot of fun. And I could calculate, I could stop at the liquor store between work and pick up. Like that was totally acceptable. The idea that I'd have a joint or smoke anything in the car, that was like out of the realm of possibility. Right. I do feel bad about that now. I think I could have been more fun. <laughs> 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 Um, so that's at one level, like when you're little kids and you, you know, when you're running around and you're doing like crazy stuff, I tell moms, you know, that moment when you feel like your head is about to explode and you really don't think you're going to make it through the day. I mean, I used to give myself a timeout, like literally a timeout. You could literally go to the bathroom or go wherever it is, the space where mommy goes, you know, mommy needs her medicine. And that's how the women talk about it. The kids aren't, you know, like mommy needs her medicine. Now and the kids are like, okay, I get it. Yeah. So you take your like five minute, 10 minute break. You feel better, you feel centered, and you can come back and be a more a better mother and your kids know what you're doing and you're not hiding. You're not like trying mm-hmm. to be like weird and be like, <gasps> you know. Yeah, yeah normally it would be like the mom in the bathroom, like smoking out the window, like, I'm nothing, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so again, like so. If you talk to your kids about medicine, mommy's medicine, and they can see it in you, they can see that you're more relaxed, they can see that you're not yelling at them, they can
0: understand, mm-hmm. they can
1: feel your negative mummy energy, and they can feel your positive mummy energy. So that's one level. Um, I just like women, my age and older, I, it helps with a lot of pains and things. I mean, that's just the truth of it. And sleeping. Yeah. I am not on pharmaceuticals, you know, but my generation, again, you're know, like, that is the solution we were always told. Like, if you don't feel anything, just take another pharmaceutical and it's not good for us, you know? Yeah. So I think it's better for us women to start, you know, I'm not, I'm not an earthly, crunchy girl. I am really learning to like, hang out with like cannabis goddesses and really, you know, engage my own power, do all those things you're supposed to do. And that, you know, there's a definite place for Western medicine, all those places, but there has to be again, a balance and these can really help us feel like better people. I mean, I just think it's so good for moms to feel connected to themselves and you'll just be able to care for people better. Like we're the caregivers. If we Definitely. are caring for our own selves, we really can't give the best of ourselves to anyone else.
0: Yes. And when you, I feel like I if I put myself and pretended I was a mom, for example, <laughs> I so believe that cannabis can make you so much more relaxed, make, you know, every, everything more tolerable. So you're able to enjoy your time with your kids better <laughs> and not get so annoyed, like you said, and be present and be happy and feel more connected with them. I feel like that's way better than, you know, needing a break, taking a drink and, you know, being less aware of what's going on. because yes! Cannabis makes you more aware. More aware,
1: and yeah. like them more. I'm telling you, anyone listening, you will like them more. You will think they're funny. You're like, oh my, yeah. God, I made these. They're awesome. As <laughs> opposed to like drinking and being like, oh, you just you're bugging me. Like, mommy's got a headache. That is like my memory. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm tired. I've worked. I'm I run around a hundred million things. I'm yelling at you to do whatever it is I'm supposed to be yelling at you because that's my job as a mother. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being, you know, more chill and I, again. We don't have to be so anxious. We don't always have to be doing stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. my ladies are like, we're human beings. We're not human doers. Yes. (laughs) And that if our job as mothers and caregivers is to connect with other human beings, our little people that we've created, then, you you know, sometimes you just need to slow down and be centered and do this, live in their world. Definitely. In their world, which is really, it it will help you want to draw or do Legos or, actually exist in their world which is really what they need from us
0: yes yeah it's so powerful so why is it essential to end the stigma surrounding this plant
1: health health and wellness I talk about health and wellness all the time this is what we're talking about health and wellness health and wellness of the individual health and wellness of the planet you know I know there's so much going on in terms of just capital raising and who's running this industry again, mostly because of the banking things and all the other stuff that's going on at a, a certain level. I can't control, even don't really understand, but I can see it at this grassroots level where people are healing each other and they're helping each other with this plant. You know, I'm doing a little bit, you're doing a little bit. My friends that I've been meeting across the country, who I'm talking to they're each doing a little bit, you know, it's like the butterfly thing. Yes. So, you know um politically i know it's they're still having come to a compromise but i know people on both sides of the aisle who believe this has to be legalized and it has to be decriminalized and it has to get people out of jail and we have to to, the planet with it and it's an opportunity for us to do something different you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like you never get to do something new and if we could do this right if we could do it better but america we're still messing up man like Uh (laughs) i
0: they seem to have you know taking away human rights is more important to them than (laughs) than giving us a plant that could help heal people bring them together like make people's lives better like people don't realize this like this is this can enhance your life if you use it correctly and responsibly this is such an amazing plant
1: yeah so anyway so you know it looks like one thing from you know wherever you're standing in this world like whatever your perspective is and I think our stories are very different. You're, you know, you're totally a different generation, but again, we're talking about literally the same thing. We're talking yeah. about working with a plant that can do a million different things. Literally, I know everybody thinks it's just like smoking and eating Cheetos, but that is not what it is. And that, you know, this is, um, I don't know if we want to go back to like American ideals, like this is individual rights. This mm. this plant is about individualism and freedom and being able to control your own body and control your own health. And that is more American than anything I can think of. So,
0: right. Like being able to have a choice, another, another way out. I, you know, <laughs> before we close this off, I also want to talk about how, like, I was listening to another cannabis podcast about this girl who had a bunch of brain tumors, like young girl, 14, 15, her doctors, you know, were g- giving her aggressive chemo. Nothing was working. Like she was like stage four, like it was not looking good for her. And her parents, they were the ones with, you know, last option, they were going all over the internet. They were like, oh, cannabis, you know, it could potentially help fight the tumors. And, you know, they couldn't tell their doctors about it. And they started using cannabis oil. I think it was probably Arso. And it started killing the tumors and, you know, with, you know, help of some chemo and the doctors were like, how is this going away so fast? But they couldn't, when they mentioned that they were using cannabis, the doctors couldn't be like, oh, that that's what's causing the tumor reduction. They couldn't even say it was that they couldn't even admit it. So it's really crazy. And she survived. She was not going to survive if she didn't have that cannabis oil.
1: And again, I've heard I mean, I talked to a woman whose son got Crohn's disease, who was supposed to like, she at some point was taken home to like make him comfortable. And now he's like a happy 26 year old. Cause I was talking to her and she said, is he okay? She's like, yeah, yeah, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a young, um, I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago who was in the 1970s, early eighties. He, he was, a, he was a, a pediatric cancer patient and his mother in California was probably one of the first to advocate for him to get um, pediatric cannabis. And he is now a 40 year old man, You know, survived this, with the use of this plant medicine that his mother advocated for. He said she was a hippie and she just did it. And I'm like, how would she even know? Like, how would she know that? Um, yeah. So, you know, this isn't new, this has always been part of, you know, how humans healed each other, but we, it was taken out of our, it was taken out of- Our reach. Circulation, <laughs> it was taken out of circulation for yeah. oil and paper, which is, you know, it sounds conspiratorial, but it's true. And we can, as the power of the people, we can bring it back. And if it's led by women who want to heal and caregivers, this should be our industry. You know, this yeah. is a female plant. She's a caregiver. Yes. Caregivers, this should be run by us.
0: Reach. <laughs> Reach. Oh, amazing. <laughs> this is awesome. So tell people where they can find you on social media. I
1: am everywhere. So again, I'm Joyce Gerber. I am the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The canna Mom Show, where we're talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry. We just finished season three. Uh, we are gearing up for season four, where we're going to continue in our mission to enhance the impact women have on in this industry by sharing the stories of love, hope, and wisdom. And if you want to listen to me, I am everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, as well as on social media, at The Canna mom show instagram linkedin pinterest facebook i tried to go on youtube but they kept taking
0: me down oh really (laughs) oh no that's uh, that makes me scared because i was gonna post on youtube too but they they take
1: down your podcast episodes no not my podcast i just was doing post and there i was with my cat and a cannabis plant and they took her down oh Anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. And um, I don't like it, but I'm on it. But, you know, um, we're going to have new episodes coming out in September. And, um, you know, together, we're going to crush that stigma around cannabis and caregivers. That's our mission.
0: Woo. Let's go. And don't forget to pick up some goods from Happy Valley when you want to unlock the premium cannabis experience. Visit the Happy Valley store in East Boston today to get 20% off a single accessory with the promo code dope. Thank you so much, Joyce, for taking the time to be here today, spreading your knowledge. And everyone, please go check out her podcast. It's fire. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great day.